0: General Nerdery.
1: Hey guys, this is General
0: Nerdery, a podcast about liking things. I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. And uh, circumstances ended up so that last week we weren't able to record a full episode, but we just went and watched a movie. Yep, usually
1: we record these on Monday and then we release them, what, the following Sunday night, Monday morning. Mm -hmm. It is Saturday night. Uh, Just... No recording Life happens. happens, stuff happens. happens. <laughs> and instead of doing a full big episode we uh, that Tyler has to edit in a day, we decided to be kind to him. Yeah. He decided to be kind to him. <laughs> and uh, we're going to... We went and saw... Birds of Prey and the, what is it, the fantabulous emancipation of 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 one Harley Quinn. Quinn.
0: So let's start with that, because have you been following what happened this past week? It didn't make dick for money, from what I understand. It didn't make dick with money, and uh, this ties into something you said as we were going out of the theater that the, uh, the trailers really didn't sell this movie for what it is. Oh I think no. the marketing in general didn't sell sell this movie for what it is. And by Sunday night of the initial release, which would have been under a week ago at this mm-hmm. point, uh, which would have been six days ago, they were already updating the digital prints to the new name. Which is? Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. Oh, ew. Uh because they seemed like they needed to remind people that Harley is actually in this movie.
1: Uh, I was talking with Cece, who went to the movies with us, and I tried to convince her to come here, but she wasn't feeling it. She's not the... We'll get her
0: sometime. We'll get her Oh, that's creepy <laughs> as shit. Oh, God. Um,
1: anyways, she was telling me about how... Because people would be like, oh, hey, what's she up to tonight? She's like, oh, I'm going to go see Birds of Prey. And they're like, what the fuck is Birds of Prey? If you are us, if you are someone who listens to a fucking nerdery podcast, you knew about this movie at least tangentially. Right. If you are not, you would have had no fucking clue about this movie, and the trailer would have done nothing to win you over to it. We were talking about this in some of our early episodes. You were not
0: sold by any of those trailers. No, uh, they finally at least let me know what the plot was going to be, but I they had already pre-sold a ticket to me. Because they made a Birds of Prey movie. Yeah. Uh, Real quick, who is Harley Quinn? Who are the Birds of Prey?
1: Harley Quinn was created by Paul Denny and Bruce Timm for Batman the Animated Series. Uh, She was originally voiced by Arlene Sorkin. Yep. Who was uh, a friend of theirs and was the inspiration for Harley Quinn on some level. She uh, had been in a soap opera. I do not know the soap opera. Uh, ha- she was on Days of Our Lives. That's it. And I've But I've seen this clip before, because I looked it up once, where in a dream sequence, she played a Harlequin that was basically wearing Harley's costume. So when they needed a easily repeatable minion for the Joker to have for Batman the Animated Series, because it's cheaper to not have to recreate minion... Re- recreate henchmen for every episode. They... Based it off of their friend Arlene and then hired her for it. And then just made her as the Joker's girlfriend as this, like, forgettable minion character. And then she took the fuck off. hmm But, I mean,
0: and for good reason. Harley's a great character.
1: Harley's great. Uh, she gets a lot of shit because she is someone who, for the first 10, 15 years of her creation,
0: was stuck in a terrible, abusive, gaslighting relationship. I still see those fucking memes getting shared around sometimes. Joker-Harley relationship memes that make it out to be a good thing, and I want to punch someone every time I see it. Not even necessarily the person posting it. Sometimes I understand that they're just dumb. And this (laughs) stuck until a series, her first solo
1: series by Carl Kessel and Terry Dotson, which I don't have to look that one up, I just, I own that series, it's fucking great, (laughs) where she gets dumped by the Joker and she has to strike out on her own and figure out what it is. And that's when Harley became a really interesting character. Not just, like, visually fun, enjoyable, but a a strong character in her own right. Because she's just chaos unleashed on Gotham. But fun chaos. Yeah, uh, we were, uh, Cece and I were talking about this on the way home because she listed her as chaotic evil. And I list her as chaotic neutral. Yeah. She's not chaotic
0: good. We are not going to pretend no. that Harley Quinn is a hero. She might try every now and then, but it doesn't last very long at yeah, all. Yeah, and even then it it's It lasts until like, she sees something shiny. It, it's Even then it's mostly like, oh, I like that thing, or I
1: like that person. Yeah. You know, someone's fucking with Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn's going to go be the hero and save Poison Ivy. But if it's like, I don't know, uh, someone's trying to take over the city like they were in this one, Black Mask... Even McGregor was creepy
0: as shit, y'all. <laughs> uh, also, I don't think we're gonna try to necessarily spoil this movie, but we're gonna talk some about this movie, so some of it's gonna be spoiled. Yeah, let's say that begin this early on.
1: Yeah, uh, but like someone like Black Mask who is trying to take out Harley Quinn, then she'll take she'll care that someone's you know being a crime lord, but really she's just. She's like Mr. Mixel Pitilick or Batmite without being as goofy. She's just there to
0: cause chaos. Oh, such wonderful chaos. This movie was really fun.
1: Yeah, and I had actually <laughs> yesterday started watching the Harley Quinn cartoon, the the DC... Universe that's one. That's the one. Uh, with Penny from Big Bang Theory uh, as... Kaylee Cuoco. Thank you. As Harley and... Uh, watched some with Cece because I knew she was going to come with us to see this movie, but she didn't fucking know who Harley Quinn was. Like she knew Joker's girlfriend slash abuse survivor, mm-hmm. and she said that she probably enjoyed this movie a lot more because of that.
0: This movie's like a really... having
1: seen the cartoon is what I mean. Sorry,
0: this movie's a really good companion piece to that cartoon.
1: Yeah, I was I was thinking before we went in to see it that. I wasn't expecting to see a cartoon that was more violent, more edgy, darker than the movie. And then, really quickly, while watching this movie, Hurley fucking takes cocaine
0: and like blasts people's kneecaps off left and right. This movie is there's a chaotic. lot. There's a lot of knee injuries in this movie. And as someone who has hurt their knees repeatedly in their life, I was very oh, flinching. It is hard to watch sometimes. But beyond that, who were the birds of prey? Like in general or for this movie?
1: Let's talk about where the Birds of Prey come from, what the Birds of Prey are. People might not
0: know that as much. I'm not as versed on the Birds of Prey. I just always kind of like whenever they have excuses for some of these characters to show up, no matter what the team is comprised of. I'll give you that. So the Birds of Prey... I Especially like Huntress.
1: (laughs) I only know the Birds of Prey's original creators because I saw it on screen and recognized them. Uh, Was created by Chuck Dixon and Gary Frank. Chuck Dixon ran Batman in the late 90s. He was writing the main series. He was one of the creators of... No, he was the creator of Bane. Uh, He ran Nightwing's solo series. He ran Robin's solo series. He wrote the main Batman. He wasn't... I don't think he wrote Azrael, but he might have for a bit. And then Gary Frank, great artist, very slow, uh, just did the Watchmen sequel, um, Doomsday Clock. Oh, okay. Was an excuse to use Oracle, who was Barbara Gordon. Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, got paralyzed, became Super Hacker, and then he gave her Black Canary as a sidekick. Not sidekick, but like the to do the yeah. physical action part. Um, and then to be the bronze I'll be the brains. yeah of thing. and the series ran for like 50 or 60 issues of which was not unheard of in the 90s for comic books with Chuck Dixon as a good series not a great series I have a lot of it it's just enjoyable uh, but it was he left the book it was about to get cancelled and they handed it to Gail Simone and they were like this book's probably gonna get cancelled so you can do what you want and don't take it personally like when it doesn't last this is we're mm-hmm. putting you on a dying book it's not your fault if it goes down And so she was just unleashed and she added in Huntress and Lady Blackhawk from the Blackhawks and brought in like this rotating cast of awesome female superheroes and she wrote it the way that Gail Simone writes things best. So it was funny, it was kick-ass, and it was kind of sexy. And it was empowering. How often are the Birds of Prey actually bird-themed? Uh, <laughs> Black Canary and Lady Blackhawk. That's that's it. it. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm Hawk the... and Dove joined later, and it was kind of weird oh. when Hawk joined, but it was. Yeah, I could see that he wasn't officially a member of the team. I don't think, but he was hanging out with Dove all the time, and she was right. So he was a regular character. He and I. He might have been counted, but it was not. It didn't last very long. Okay um birds of prey is always a fucking badass rogue female superhero team and it's usually it's usually barbara gordon or black canary preferably both of them bringing in their friends whenever they need to do stuff and just unleashing hell wherever something might need unleashing hell
0: so then for this movie they use obviously harley we got harley quinn uh we got renee montoya played by rosie perez uh, who
1: I don't think was created for Gotham City Police Department by Greg Rucka, but was definitely used. Like, that's where she was best known. Uh, we have Huntress, who I thought was the weakest part of this movie, but you really loved her.
0: Uh, I really liked Huntress. I'm already shipping her and Harley. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Uh, um, in the comics, no. In this, yes, I could see that. Right. In this, In this. yeah. Not. Not in the comics, but... If they continue this uh, sliver of the DC universe. It's like you were talking when we got distracted
1: on Joker. There's there's always... When you're doing a best of list, list, there's always got to be someone who was the worst of it. I thought Huntress was the worst part of this. But considering how much I enjoyed all of these characters, that's not necessarily a bad thing. She was still a lot of fun, and I wanted to see more of her.
0: Yeah, it's... She suffered from just not having that much screen time, and it, because her character really isn't important till like the last third of the movie, and and then only sort of like just they needed
1: more muscle. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could have taken Huntress out of this movie, and lost nothing, which is unfortunate because the girl who played Huntress, the woman who played Huntress, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Ramona Flowers. Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim, which makes me want to watch Scott Pilgrim, deserved better than that.
0: We had uh, Journey Smollett-Bell as uh, Dinah Lance, Black Canary. Black Canary is one of my top
1: five DC superheroes. I fucking love her. Is this the first time we've had a Black, Black Canary? It's the first time we've had a Black, Black Canary. It's the first time we've had the Black Canary on the big screen. She's been on the small screen a couple of times and I am not giving crap to any of the actresses who did that. I'm not giving crap to the play- lady who plays her, either one of the three, in uh, Arrow. Katie Lots was a lot of fun, but she was not Black Canary.
0: No. Although her White Canary is one of the best characters in that entire universe. Yes. Absolutely
1: <laughs> not insulting Katie Lots right. or the
0: character of Sarah Lance. But she was
1: not the Black Canary from the comic book. She's She was not the character that I love so much. mm mm-hmm. Uh, And I can't really tell you Black Canary's origin. In some versions, her mother was the Black Canary.
0: Oh, right, because she was one of those characters where it was kind of... They had to try to fix it a couple times, right? Yes, she
1: was a member of the JSA. And then she ends up crossing over from Earth-2 and joining the JLA. And they had to be like, wow, she is... This wasn't so bad when we first started writing her for this. But this is, you know, now 40 years after... Uh, World War II, this World War II era hero making out with Green Arrow in the 80s is super creepy when we're playing him as like in his 20s or 30s. Mm -hmm. So So they made her the the daughter.
0: daughter. But now the mother still exists. Um, Mm -hmm. In in
1: some versions she doesn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes it's just I don't know why she has her canary cry. I don't care. Black Canary is a badass in a leather jacket and sometimes fishnets. Who rides a motorcycle, has a sonic scream, and kicks all sorts of ass. I don't need more. Someone that cool who can lead the Justice League is such a great
0: concept. Uh, Yeah. And Journey Smollett Bell in this as Black Canary... She was I thought, very good. I thought she did a great job. Good physicality to it. Like, she looked like an ass kicker when she was kicking ass. She played the tough girl really
1: well. Um, I think most of the women did their own stunts in oh, this. Oh, cool. I know at least some of them were, because Gail Simone, the writer I was talking about, mm. talked about going on set and just losing her birds of prey mind watching these gir- these women Sorry,
0: just kicking ass and taking names. Uh, let's see, and then uh, Ella J Basco. This was the—I uh, don't know how much we count her as a bird of prey in this movie, especially because oh, uh, by the uh, end Cassie of Cassie Kane, CJ right? Kane.
1: Cassie is interesting because she was Batgirl in the comics, and she's completely mute and raised by assassins. I've talked about her before. She's probably my favorite Batgirl because she's just so different from any other character in the batman mythos mm-hmm. uh now that damien wayne exists she's a lot they've got some stuff in connection of like raised by evil assassins raised by the same league of assassins honestly <laughs> rage had plans within plans within plans and he didn't know about like 90 percent of them i i mean
0: good for rage
1: the weird <laughs> assassin's <laughs> politics of the league of assassins is actually amazing but in this one she's a pickpocket tough kid on the streets i thought the girl did a good job i enjoyed cassie getting to see some version of cassie even if this is not a not even a tenth of the character not like the same character as she is in the comics not better not worse just
0: different did you feel like the fact that when when harley first says something to her and she sort of She has a catch in her throat and she has to clear it first before she starts talking might have been a little bit of a nod to the... And the fact that she didn't talk for the first like quarter, third of the movie Mm -hmm.
1: just nodded a lot. I thought, I don't know, they still could have made her mute maybe just because we don't, another thing we don't see very often. I would have really loved to, you would have gotten more representation there. They could have explained why if they wanted to or just, just left it. Every character in this movie was fucking trauma survivors from whatever bullshit reason. And so having. And I mean, even Cassie was. So having uh, her be mute because of her trauma would have been a completely legit choice to make if they wanted to be
0: more. More Cassie like. Mm hmm. But it wasn't. Oh, well. It. Yeah. It, it wasn't it bad. She from was funny. Movie. She was great. Like. uh Yeah. I kind of agree. Like, it would have been cool to see a closer. But she's also obviously not becoming a bat person in this either. No. No, 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 no. Um, And ever since they stopped having her be Batgirl, they've not
1: quite known what to do with her. Last I knew, she was going by the name Orphan. Mm. Which is
0: a little edgelord for my tastes, but whatever. And then as we move off of, well, we haven't really mentioned, I mean, Margot Robbie. She killed it. I had not seen Suicide Squad Oh really? So okay. this was my first real introduction to Margot Robbie as Harl's? So I, once again, this is based only on talking with other nerds, but I seem to have enjoyed Suicide Squad a lot more than a lot of other people. I still find it not good, and I feel like I could have written a better one in about fifteen minutes. But...
1: Um, I'm told there's an extended cut that improves it, but I don't, I don't know. I've not seen mm-hmm.
0: it. Uh, but she was absolutely the strongest part of that movie, and this movie kind of shows why.
1: I was unsure if Harley Quinn could sh- carry a big screen movie, and in the last like three days I've really been won over, and it's the cartoon and this. I can see why Margot Robbie loved playing that role. It is clear in every scene that she's in that she adores playing Harley
0: Quinn. She is having all of the fun.
1: It is so clear that the people making this movie were having so much fun making this movie that I am still pumped up after watching it. Like, I I want to go unleash hell or something like that. <laughs> and I am the least unleash hell kind of person. <laughs> I'm going to go play... Oh, God, I wish my computer was working better. I'd go play
0: Arkham City or something. But, uh... Ooh. Ooh. Do, do I have some Batman? Act? I can go pop in some Injustice, so I can beat some See, ass, yeah, like. you can...
1: Uh, and I'm glad we're talking about this movie when it came out early. Because I know only like 30 of you go listen to us. And we appreciate you. Don't get me wrong. But all 30 of you should go see this movie. Because if nothing else, this movie was brave. And it was willing to take risks. And it was something that if that DC is going to be hesitant to do
0: again. Uh, uh, after it not making much money. I hope something happens that makes that box office get a bit higher, or when it gets released on video for the fucking... That's its best hope.
1: The reviews have all been really good. It's been a really unexpected hit. People just aren't going to see it. Uh, When they see it, they like it. And if it gets enough video sales, DVDs, whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. people are buying stuff on these days, it has a chance of at least getting some life. I don't see them getting a
0: sequel to it, which is a... Damn shame. This should get two sequels. This should get a Harley sequel, and this should get a Birds of Prey sequel, and then a third
1: that brings them together again. This could that like, would be great. You could just do a franchise off of these two. Gotham is set. This is one of the best portrayals of Gotham that I have ever oh, it's seen. it's So good. It's so fun. One not, I'm not used to seeing Gotham during the day, and this is during the day like half the time, but this had a really good feel of the the mix of like they're doing stuff at abandoned theme parks and it's creepy as shit and it looks like something out of like the final fight in Arkham City except a little less post apocalyptic mm-hmm. giant prisony um, but still kind of close but still fucking terrible but also feeling like a real city at the same time like it, it is a really good blend of the superhero and the ground level that comics aren't comic movies aren't very good at doing. Uh, The Dark Knight Trilogy was very good at, like, this is a grounded, realistic, real-world world. world. And then other movies are pretty good at, like, this is the insane Batman
0: world. But the combo here, I thought, mixed a little better than I'm used to seeing. Mm -hmm. You mentioned him already, but we had Ewan McGregor as Roman Sionis, Black Mask. I I don't... I haven't read enough black mask to have an idea of how he should be played how do you feel about ewan's portrayal of him
1: limited experience with black mask because black mask is not a super prevalent character there are much bigger name dc villains to batman villains to do Uh, and especially with the overuse of the joker just characters like Black Mask get pushed out a lot. My only real experience with him was a storyline called Gang War, that is kind of legendarily bad. <laughs> uh, they they had created a female Robin and then they killed her off. Uh, spoiler had become Robin, okay. and then they killed her off when the Black Mask killed her and just like popped back the new like the old Robin. The Tim Drake came back. It was bad, like, mm-hmm. and it's not bad creators writing the book, just. Nothing that they were trying to do worked. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a really great opinion of Black Mask. But the only, and the only other place I'd seen him other than that was um, in Batman Under the Red Hood. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Where he's a similar thing to here. He is a good street level gang villain. He can't take on the Batman in any really appreciable way. But if you need someone pushing territory on the Penguin... That, then that's then perfect. He's perfect for that. If you need, if you need a kingpin who is not necessarily the full king of Gotham, but is real dangerous and can't be underestimated, he's real good. And I like that they used the other person that was the like low level grunt, dangerous person in Gotham, Mister Zaz.
0: Yeah, we had uh, Chris Messina as Victor Zaz. That was the one I like. I like my Zaz to make his cuts a little bit more obvious tally marks. Yeah, he just had cuts.
1: Zaz is a weak-ass character, for being really honest. He's a one-note creep. But you can use a one-note creep character in effective ways. And, you know, Zaz is broken out of prison. We want to tell a very personal, dark tale has been done. Or you need to introduce Batman as being a badass. Don't
0: tell people that that story has been done because my half-finished Batman script is Zaz's brick and out of fucking Arkham. <laughs> I mean, like, that's it. Uh, the the Kevin Smith Batman story
1: uh, where it starts with him kicking the crap out of Zaz before oh. entering into, like, a Joker story. Not Widening Guy or the one before Cacophony. It, it was good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. But Zaz is a really good, like... One threat villain, like the mini boss. So he did a very good job here as uh, Black Mask's number two. I want to see that more. They should work that into the comics, honestly. And I think that it would give Zaz so much more room to do stuff with rather than just being like the gibbering,
0: stabby maniac. And there's. Uh, the thing with Zaz is there's so many interesting ways you can play him because he also grew up a child of privilege. But they so it's just however you want to. I know. That you. They never make him a broken child of privilege. They break him to the point where he's a gibbering lunatic. Yeah. I almost want to see more of like a Patrick Bateman Zazz.
1: I would have loved to have actually seen some of that. I didn't know that about zazz, and Thank you. I love learning things about mm-hmm. comics I didn't know. I, fucking my favorite thing. But they did a really good job of... Sionis, Black Mask, is just... Fucking bullshit privilege unleashed. <laughs> he's so full of himself. It's so fun. He's so full of himself. He's so sleazy. He grew up with his dad being super powerful, and he's trying to be like, look at what I made by myself. Did you but... catch uh, Harley calling him a trustafarian <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> but, like, he never seems to realize that he was able to do all of this himself because he comes from impossible fucking wealth. Mm-hmm. Black Mask in the comics, I want to say, had a kind of, like, almost Dr. Doom approach of he, he built the his original mask out of the like wood of his father's coffin, kind of weird, crazy 90s shit. Mm-hmm. And they kind of stopped talking about that because it's weird, crazy 90s shit. Uh, that's funny. Uh, are we missing any other characters that popped up? I missed Poison Ivy after seeing her in the cartoon because the harley poison combo is great as two characters that started as villains that the older people get the more we realize that that's not quite fair
0: (laughs) uh right i know that we were both hoping that they would at least allude towards uh renee becoming question and i didn't notice anything i
1: saw nothing and i don't really need her to she can be the I really want her to be. Questioned. I agree. It can be like code name question or something. I doubt she'll ever get the like faceless mask, which is too bad. It's what makes the question so compelling. There's something about someone with no face that is just visually amazing.
0: Y'all, oh, it's so good. It's so good. This movie needed that first Suicide Squad trailer. This movie needed that trailer. Yes, if you. Had... This movie is better exemplified by that trailer. than... The Suicide
1: Squad trailer was amazing. I was really looking forward to it. And then literally everyone I knew was like, that movie was dog shit. So I'm poor, so I didn't go to the theater for it. And then I just, there's only so many times you can hear bad reviews before Mm -hmm. you're really not that willing to like put yourself out there for a movie. And then this one, the trailers weren't very good, but the movie was fucking
0: awesome. The action sequences were super inventive. I loved a lot of the different choreography that they used during the fight scenes and uh just the fun especially for Harley and like her uh her mallet fight and then having her suddenly appear on the fucking roller skates and
1: well and for for a movie that is mostly action scenes each action scene is very definably
0: different. Yeah, you can there's distinguishing characteristics for each one so if you wanted to talk about yeah. it with someone later you could be like the
1: the scene in the crazy fun house is very different than the scene in the like police station versus the scene in like the evidence locker those are three different fight scenes that all play completely they um, feed into each other but they're a completely different action sequence
0: I would say, I watch a lot of action movies, watch a lot of martial arts movies. Mm -hmm. Um, So I get really into the way that action scenes are filmed. Well, and you're probably a better judge of this than me. Um, I don't know a lot about film, so I can't talk about the way that it's filmed properly. right? But I can tell when they do certain things and when they don't do certain things. Uh, This movie did use a little bit of the weird quick cuts where you don't actually know where anybody's at which takes away from some of the tension of a fight Mm -hmm. because they can suddenly be anywhere that they need to be for the fight to work but they do it so that they can make some of the really fun things happen and so i didn't hate it it felt like a comic book fight scene Mm -hmm. it felt
1: like something out of arkham or the spider-man game uh that where the the hero I say hero with air quotes here, is bouncing around, kicking all kinds of ass against a swarm, and it's not just, like, one guy going up to punch and then another guy going up to punch, but using the whole area. Uh, the Ip Man movies, I thought, did a lot of good with that, yeah. too, of Ipmon fighting
0: ridiculous numbers of people. I wish the fight in The Sprinklers would have been stronger, just because visually it was already... Kind of set up to be amazing, but yeah, it was set up to be
1: a bigger thing than it was. I automatically thought of because it's in like a prison and the sprinklers are going off. I automatically thought of the Watchmen movie because didn't they do the exact uh, same it's thing? Pretty there? like it's I, pretty was...
0: close when uh uh Night Owl and Silk Spectre are breaking out Rorschach. Yeah,
1: um, it it kind of operated as a hallway fight scene. And I have been spoiled by the Netflix Marvel series, the uh, Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage,
0: Jessica Jones, Defenders, because they all did awesome fucking hallway fight scenes. So there was what I I purposely we we cut me off from saying this earlier so that we could actually get it on the episode. And I don't, I don't want to disrespect Kathy Ann, who directed this at all.
1: And she hasn't directed much from what you were Not saying, much.
0: Right? Uh, from when I looked up her filmography, it was like one other movie that I'd never heard of. And I think like a couple episodes of TV or something, too. This is a good job for her second feature film. This is an amazing job for a second feature film. Um, but with the way the story unfolds, there's one other person. And I, I understand they spent under $100 million on this movie. So they're not going to get him to direct it. But this maybe would have been a little bit better as a Guy Ritchie movie. There's a lot of Guy Ritchie feel to it. I can see what you're going with it. And just the way the story unfolds and how it's all up to Harley and about her rewinding things and adding back in more information when she wants. He uses that sort of storytelling a lot. In fact, he uses that sort of storytelling in his latest one, which I went and watched last weekend. (laughs) The, the the gentleman gentleman yeah I heard decent things it's about really good. it good it's a lot more like his old stuff rather than like Sherlock which I, I didn't Sherlock but I yeah this it. actually
1: reminds me of Sherlock now that you say it like I I can see the feeling I don't know if I would have gone with Guy Ritchie I'm really glad a woman directed this yeah it is that I am glad about that because otherwise I think some of this could have been really weird and it's not like Male characters can't write female characters or vice versa, but the representation is so low, let's be honest, it's Mm -hmm. real bad, that I love seeing movies like this that are just kind of celebrations of women kicking ass, made by women, starring women. It's just, it's good to see. Now I'm just worried that they don't, like that we don't let Hollywood pigeonhole women creators into only making women characters. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see Guy Ritchie do a film with these characters. Like, I, that's, I think it could be done. And
0: I think I mostly say that just because the way that of the plot of this movie unfolds and the way that Harley tells it is very Ritchie-esque to begin with. But... Yeah, I
1: wasn't expecting it. It is a good plot device for Harley Quinn to have it jumping all over the place. This movie is as chaotic as she is yes which i think is part of the problem that the movies had or that the trailers had they didn't convey that very well it almost it wasn't margot
0: robbie for delirium
1: (laughs) uh it almost felt like they were trying to advertise this as more of an art house flick and it's not an art house flick it should also be pointed out as cc was very much saying it was sexism that kept them from advertising this too much it's an 80
0: million dollar All women, everything movie. I I honestly appreciate just the fact that they made an eighty million dollar movie again. Yeah, and that doesn't happen often that often anymore.
1: And that they showed they could do it. And there were only a few points. I mean, it was pretty obvious a lot of times that there were CGI, but it wasn't. There were only two points I found it distracting. There was a single one where she takes the knee out backwards and then takes it forward again. And the, it's painful to watch, but it just broke the reality for me. Mm. Like, it, it's one of the few moments that I was like, well, that was very much a special effect. And the hyena oh. was clearly CGI. The hyena was clearly... Although I liked Bruce. Yeah. I think Bruce and naming it Bruce, hi- Harley having a hyena named Bruce, traces back to possibly the original cartoon. Because they had a hyena's... Right. And they kind of were Harleys more than they were Jokers. And I think that, like, she named him after Bruce Wayne. That hunky Wayne guy. Yeah. (laughs) I I think that actually traces back to Bruce Tim and Paul Denny. That's awesome. Who, if you somehow are listening to a nerd podcast, but have not watched Bruce Tim and Paul Denny DC cartoons, what is wrong with you? End this podcast right now and go listen to that. That's way more important. Especially his older stuff, like up through Justice League Unlimited and Batman Beyond. Bruce Timm has done a couple of DC straight-to-DVD movies that I'm not a big fan of. He did A Killing Joke and Dark Knight Returns. Oh, okay. And part of that is those are not great movies to translate. Right. The Dark
0: Knight Returns is... It's good, but I... I'm not as big of a fan of that story as a lot of other
1: people I are. recognize its importance historically. I don't have time to go on my Dark Knight rants. And Killing Joke hasn't aged particularly well, but I think one of the weirdest things is he has this weird obsession with Batgirl dating Batman. Mm. He uses it all the damn time, and it's always creepy. Always. Yeah. It is
0: always creepy. Yeah, I never liked that.
1: Only Ever. he did, as far as I can tell. Um, but beyond that one critique, I'm being mean. Bruce Timm, Paul Denny have made some of the best DC cartoons ever made. They're why DC has the reputation they have for high-quality cartoons. I'll put Batman Beyond up against just about any cartoon I've ever watched. And I watch a lot of cartoons.
0: God, so... This probably isn't going to get a sequel. But I immediately know what I wish would happen. I mentioned it before, this should get two sequels. Mm -hmm. There should be a Harley sequel. There should be a Birds of Prey sequel.
1: Now, for your sequel here,
0: is this... Both of them in one movie or your two sequels? Two separate because Harley kind of goes her separate way at the mm-hmm. end because then what I would want would, this one was, is now, uh, Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. Yeah. I don't know if that's ever, I don't know how much that's going to be reflected, but I, I've already noticed it popping up and like, that's what our tickets for. I think it's were. too bad, but I get it. So the next one on the Harley side mm-hmm. should be Harley colon... Gotham City Sirens. Oh yeah, I'm bringing
1: Poison Ivy and Catwoman.
0: And then the third one, after whatever Birds of Prey does for their second one, should be Sirens v. Birds of Prey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, isn't... God, someone awesome is portraying Catwoman in the next one. It's uh, Zoe Kravitz is playing Catwoman, uh, yeah. I want to say. Oh, I am looking forward to that.
0: Yes. And I could see that in this world. 100%. Zoe Kravitz would be great in this world. Oh,
1: man. Oh, I'm so mad that I don't think this is going to get a sequel. Prove me wrong, DC. I will buy tickets to all of them, and I don't really go to the theaters. Right.
0: Birds of Prey 2. You can have uh, Montoya get questioned. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe have... um, more than just a single line of dialogue uh, pertaining to the fact that she's a lesbian. Give the Huntress a costume that doesn't suck. Yeah, Huntress always kind of gets boned over on her fucking costume. The <laughs>
1: one costume that I like was what she was wearing during the Grant Morrison, Howard Porter era of Justice League. So, like, late 90s. And even then, it's not a great costume. It's a pretty forgettable costume. It's just the only one that doesn't that isn't really awkwardly terrible oh not true the batman rebirth era costume the the dc rebirth era so like 2015 okay they did a batgirl in the birds of prey book her costume is very good in that one i'm gonna have to look that up just so i uh before that series came out they've been treating her as kind of like a nick fury character she was leading a spy organization or at least was chief spy for a spy organization and she goes rogue and becomes the Huntress, which I thought was a fun way of doing the character and explaining why she's trained. This one, they added in an element that I've never seen before in Huntress, but I haven't read a ton of Huntress origin stories, so it could have been there. That one of the people that was the her parents' killers, like one of the hitmen, saw she survived and saved her and sent her to Italy where she was
0: trained to become an assassin by with other people great cuz it the little bit that Mary Elizabeth Winstead got to do in this movie she reflected the fact that she doesn't know how to interact with people. Yes, I thought they did a very good job with that. That was amazing. That was part of why I fucking loved her in this. Her parts were hilarious just because she had to be like, "Oh, yeah, so I think I'm just going to duck out right now. <laughs> yeah, She was there for one purpose. She did it, and instead of being
1: like, we're all trapped, she's like, oh, um, did not plan this part through. Yeah. I'm a, this is I'm a, weird. I'm going to go. Peace. <laughs> uh, which was good. I was not sure how they were going to get these five characters together, and they mostly did it by separate storylines that all converged at one point, and then being like, Well, fuck. With weird overlaps earlier on. Yeah. You're right. The more I think about it, it's a Guy Ritchie movie. Right? Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: This is a Guy Ritchie movie. (laughs) Which is all the more reason why you should go fucking see it, in my opinion. Yeah, I... uh, Lock,
1: Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, I think, is possibly the best movie of its genre. Which I don't watch a lot of, you know, Mm -hmm. low-level crime heist dramas, but... If I'm going to, that's the one I'm going to go like sit down and enjoy. God, I'm trying to think. I don't have too much more to say about this. No, actually. we were trying to do a short episode, and I'm pretty sure we're like half an hour in. Yeah, we're
0: over that, so.
1: Yep. Sorry, buddy.
0: Uh, that's fine. That's fine. I don't really have anything going on tomorrow anyway, so. <laughs> hit the gym, and then I'm free, so. You know what
1: you should hit? This is my intro. This is what I'm going in with this. You know what you should hit? You should hit that subscribe button.
0: Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah. I like that. Um, except that you wasn't at me that was at all of you listening <laughs> <laughs> please please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now if you don't like how you're listening to us right now we're however like you can find us on whatever you like to listen to podcasts on
1: yeah I, iTunes Stitcher the random ass iPod, uh, podcast app I have on my phone that I don't even remember what it's called CastBox maybe I don't know yep. We're not on YouTube yet.
0: We're working on it. But you can find us. We're easy to find. We love you. Give us um, reviews.
1: Give us fan mail.
0: Reviews, fan mail, especially your nerdy questions. Um, that will help us for some future projects. You can send that nerdy fan mail uh, to generalnerdreadpodcast at gmail.com. Isn't it general nerdcast? GeneralNerdcast@gmail.com. We're good
1: at this. <laughs> Sorry,
0: guys. It's like nine thirty at night. It's... But <laughs> it's a lot easier if you just use the uh, send a contact form at the bottom of our website, GeneralNerdcast.com. You can find
1: us on Facebook and
0: Twitter and possibly Instagram. Th- we're terrible at that. I think we stopped. You to can fix find us that. at
1: Facebook and Twitter uh, at GeneralNerdery you can find our brother and sister podcasts on earworm which is e a
0: w or e a r v v y r m.com i am talking too fast i am sorry here it's okay it's okay uh, because even if they don't remember that and they just go to generalnerdcast.com they can just click the link up at the Ooh. top you can go listen to me talk about horror over on fried squirms you can go listen to zach talk about wargaming and sun tzu and machiavelli at this point machiavelli and military strategy and how it connects into really nerdy pursuits
1: uh (laughs) you can find that over at the art of wargaming or Tao. and yeah i think that's all i got in the meantime
0: i'm zach oh wait oh oh, i I get to say this yeah uh you can also go directly to that podcast that is TaoWargaming.com. T-A-O Wargaming. T-A-O Wargaming.com. Is it T-A-O
1: or T-A-O-W? It is T-A-O. Okay. Oh, yeah. That makes sense with Tao Wargaming. Yes. Great. I probably should have learned some of this stuff before we started recording. I need it's to It's okay. okay. That's my brand homework. new and I don't know if I had told you that Okay. Yet. That's great to know. Uh, but, <laughs> in the meantime, we're your generals of nerdery. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler.
0: Dismissed. Dismissed.